back, Alex. Uh, yeah. Quickly, before we talk about RFAs, yeah. let's go through the list of players I have in front of me that have not been signed yet. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you a name, and I want you to give me a few words. Go rapid fire here. If they sign, where they go, and your thoughts on the players. Let's go. Dion okay. Uh, Maybe a two-year contract, $2 million. Where does he go? A, a team that needs them to fill out their bottom bottom pair. Mark Mathot. I'm kidding. Let's I go to the real no, players here, right? I have here, no eh? idea. Uh, Jake Gardner. He's I personally I think he gets a short term deal two or three years at like five million. A team would have to be quite intense to give him a long term deal at a like a seven million dollar pay game. So Rapid fire, Alex. We got uh, a lot of names here. Yeah, I know. I have to think. I have to think. The correct answer is the Montreal Canadiens. Sure. I don't think he's going to go Montreal, but... Ben Hutton. Surprised I no one's know. taking a risk with him. Yeah, I think I think people are just trying to figure their own teams out before they go after uh, a player like Ben Hutton. You, like, we went through every single team, and you saw how many teams have their own uh, BS to deal with. Michael Furlan. Oh, he gets like $4 million. You think so? Probably. At like four years. A team that looks... He's going to get overpaid. It's oh, gonna obviously. Be, it's going to be a mess when he signs with like... It's it's very similar to like a Brandon Tanev situation. Like, it's just going to be a mess. All right. I don't know where he's going to go. Somewhere like... Honestly, if the Leafs trade Marner, I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up in Toronto. All right, then. Uh, let's go to some defense, man. Let me narrow it down a bit. Um, unfortunately, there's actually not... Um, oh, here's a guy that I see here. Uh, he won't be eligible till about halfway through the season. Does any team have such a small amount of pride that they sign Slava Voinhov next year? No. All right. No. That's all the time I want to give him. Um, all right. Let's go to forwards here and see who we got. Oh, boy. It does not look good. Alish Hemsky. Is he still a thing? League men. League men? To the Edmonton Oilers. To the Edmonton Oilers. All right. I don't know. I don't know if that that was something that something like that would happen. But God, it's remember just, Yuri he just Hudler? Se- he just seems like a player that would go there. All right. You remember when Yuri Hudler won the Lady Bing? Yes. That was messy. Yeah, not fun. Uh, Ryan Dezingle. I heard he turned down like five million or six, I think it was a five million dollar contract. I don't remember the term off the top of my head. I, um, so I don't know exactly what the hell he's looking for. I don't know why you like. I don't think he's a five million dollar player. I don't know about you, but he had. I don't think he had. Sure, he had a good season with Ottawa, and then went to Columbus and did okay, but I don't think that makes him a five or six million dollar player. Justin Williams, does he retire or is he? If he does not retire, he goes back to the Carolina Hurricanes one more season. Now he comes to Montreal. I okay, yes, sure. Yes, he does. He sure. scores the game winner against him in the first game of the season. I guess. All right then. Well, um, I'll go with what you say. So I'm gonna get up the RFAs here. Oh, good, good, my favorite. Uh, so speaking of RFAs, the whole talk was offer sheets. We got an offer sheet. Finally. It only took years. 
the Montreal Canadiens, five years, it was at 8.454 million, about 2.5 above what Carolina were originally going to try and give him. But the Habs. Weren't they going to try and give him 6 million? Wasn't that the offer? Six years at 6 million? I'm going off of an article right now. Okay. Um, now, Mark Bergevin is a ballsy man. Yes. But he swung and missed with that offer sheet. The Hurricanes have not officially matched it, but they, they just did. They, are they, just expect- did. they just did? I got the notification they did. Really? Yeah, it's official. All right, hold on, because they did it. They had until tomorrow to do it. Yeah, I got it. It says, Hurricanes lock up Ajo. Carolina matches Canadians' five-year contract for RFA Sebastian Ajo. All right, well and, then. And can I just give you my little spiel on that? Yeah, and yeah I know yeah. you're a Canadians fan, so I'm going to... I'm not going to rip into your team. Rip into Mark Bergeron all you want, man. But I, I really think, like, I get you. Like, you guys have cap space. Like, cap space isn't a big problem for you guys right now. So I don't know why he offered eight and a half. And my guess is it's the compensation, right? It's the compensation. He didn't want to go above an, another compensation. But for... A number, a clear-cut number one center yes. who was still young. He, sh- Mark Bergevin, should have gotten. He should have gotten. Sorry, he, he should have, have gotten a hair below the four first yes. round pick list. Yes, he, yes, oh for sure. A complete mess. I, I, I he, he said, "You don't want Carolina? I'm going to be nice. Why don't I pay Aho, Aho under his value?" And that's what happened. It seems to be that all Montreal did. Was make Carolina's job easier. It made Carolina's job easier. And to be honest, I think it's at the market. It's at the market for the rest of the RFAs. I disagree because no one's even signed yet. I understand no one's signed yet, but they're all, they're all everyone's going into contract negotiations. All the teams are going in now and say, this is what Aho signed for. All, all that needed to happen was one RFA needed to sign, and the market was set. And I know, yes, no one else has signed yet, but it, it these contracts, they're going to come out eventually. So, there are rumors that Montreal is interested in offering another player. Yeah, I heard Braden Point, right? You told me Braden Point. They did call because, of course, Braden Point has the same agent as Sebastian Alho. Yeah. And him and Mark Bergen have a very good relationship, actually, because he's also the same guy who represents Brendan Gallagher and Carey Price. But Braden Point, sound, by the sounds of it, wants to stay in Tampa. Why wouldn't you? It's a beautiful right. city and no tax, like low taxes course he'll make a bunch of money like who doesn't want to be a millionaire living in tampa bay right um but no patrick line is the room yeah now the jets are vulnerable they are not in a good position the blake no. wheeler contract is gonna start looking like a real pain soon same with dustin bufflin and that amazing right side they had has been gutted with the loss of jacob truber and tyler myers yeah. they had as much as we seem to laugh at him, Ben Sherratt was a big part of that. He logged a lot of minutes with Dustin Bufflin, and now we're gonna, they're going to have to rely on a lot of young guys there. Well, I'm looking at their team right now. They're three the left side. Ben Sherratt was the left side, right? Uh, yes. So you got He Dimit- played with Bufflin. Okay. So there's Dmitry Kulikov. Who is nothing. Josh Morrissey. Who is good, but they have to pay him next year. And Nathan Beaulieu. Who is, and I can tell you this, a scrub. Yeah. That's their left side. Now, I know Tucker Pullman and Sammy Niku are good little players, but 
Tucker Pullman's not going to be able to log the same minutes, and Sammy Niku is still young. And they have Neil Pionic. Who is nothing. I've heard really mixed things about him. I heard people say, oh, he's barely an NHL player, and I've heard people say that he could be a top four. So, so I have no idea what to think of this guy. If Montreal goes to R for sheet lining, yeah. let's say they give him... Let's go 8.5 around the Ajo deal for five years. Okay. Do Winnipeg match that? And if they do... Yes, that's an underpayment. Yeah? Yes, for sure. That's an underpayment. What about if they go to 9? 9. 9.5 or 10? Okay, 10's a whole different story. 10, yeah. 10, uh, they don't match. No? No. Does Montreal do what they tried to do with Ajo? Front load the deal. If Montreal... Does it? And it's it's like the 10.5 range where it's the two first, second, and the yeah. third. And they get Patrick Lining. Winnipeg, I don't think, matches. How does that look for Montreal? How many years? Five? Let's just say it's five, yeah. Or whatever takes him straight to UFA. That's four. Four. I think it'd be four. Because Matthews is one year into UFA. What's the bigger like, story? Montreal getting Patrick Laine, or is it the Jets losing him? It's the Jets losing him. Yeah. Because he's a second overall pick, and they lost him to an offer sheet. What would you do as a Leafs fan if Patrick Laine came to Montreal? They love not, the Finns in Montreal not, nowadays. I don't. I don't know. Would you? I sure. I'd be upset. What am I gonna say? I hope it happens. Oh, it'd be and Jake insane. Gardner it'd signs be insane. For okay, I don't. Okay, you know what? Now you're just being unrealistic. Ah. Um. All right. Let me give you a quick thingy on all of the current RFA's that are still out there. Okay. Um. Or oh, is this oh, yeah. just like uh, this? Cat friendly doesn't have the best here because it has guys like Jacob Verana, but doesn't have. I think these are the ones that are eligible to be offer sheeted. Um, all right, what happens with Brock Besser? Uh, bridge bridge contract. I'm surprised that hasn't been done yet. I'd give him 7.5 for five years in a second. 7.5 for five years. Sure. Give him not? around what Vladimir Tarasenko makes. Why not? Um, Miko Rantanen, another one. Oh, that's going to be a nuts big contract. That's going to be a hefty contract. Kyle Connor. To be honest, I personally I think he's at the bottom of the of the upper echelon of He players. I disagree. I think Kyle Connor is very much underrated. No, I'm I'm listen, I'm talking about if you look at the, the upper echelon of like I'm talking like the top players, Sebastian Ahope, uh I take Mitch Kyle Connor over Matthew Kachuk any day of the week. Any day of the week. Cause he's a guy who can score thirty goals and he's not being set up in that liney one timer spot. Uh, I don't know if I can agree with you. I think I, I take Matthew Kachuk. And, and and you know what? I I hate myself for saying this. But it's just realistic. I hate the idea that the game is still physical. I think the rule book and and what we're probably going to get into this in an episode. The, the rule book needs to be set where the rule book should be followed and it's not. Realistically it's not. But Matthew Kachuk throws his throws his. He's a physical player, right? But he can put up points. He's also a great leader, and I know you're not paid to be a leader. 
or you shouldn't be, but players are still paid for that. That's why I take Matthew Kachuk over Kyle Connor. Yes, Kyle Connor's a great. I'm not. I'm not arguing that Kyle Connor's not a great player. I'm saying of the top top RFAs, he's probably at the bottom. Let me ask you this: Do Winnipeg have both Kyle Connor and Patrick Laine signed by the training camp? No. All right, Braden Point we talked about, and we can <sighs> save Mitch Marner. So, let me ask you this, Alex. Yeah. The Toronto Maple Leafs made the trade. They traded Nazem Kadri for defense oh. and defenseman Kylie Rosen yeah. and a 2020 from Columbus. How the hell? For a third round pick in 2020 from Columbus, where the hell did they get that from? To the Colorado Avalanche in exchange for Tyson Berry. 50% retained. Uh, that doesn't matter because he's one year left on this deal. I know. And Alex Kerfoot. I'm not going to bring up the six. What are your thoughts on this? Before I let you go, I'm just going to say this. Yeah, go Tyson Berry is a fantastic defenseman. They get their right-handed guy. <coughs> Kerfoot is obviously not as good as Nazem Kadri, but he's one hell of a third-line scorer. And, of course, they extended him to that deal, 3.5 per. I like it. Alex, the floor is yours. I'm excited. I'm very excited. As a Leafs fan, I'm very excited. Well, yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. I love Nazem Kadri, right? He's been with this team basically through thick and thin. The longest tenured Leaf on that team. Right. You know who the longest tenured Leaf right now is? Garrett Sparks. No, it's Morgan Riley. Is it? Yeah. He's been with the team the longest. All right, hold on. You I'm pretty keep, sure. Keep going. I, I don't believe that. Keep, keep. No, as a Leaf. As an actual Leaf. Oh, okay. All right. As Sorry. A, not as a Marley. But go on. Go on. Okay. Yeah. I'm very excited. And, and this was one of three trades that got me quite excited. And I don't know if y'all may go through all three of them, but I'm going to do it anyways. Nazem Kadri is not a third-line center. No. Nazem Kadri is a second-line center on most teams. Right? First line in Montreal. First line in Montreal. I you, would, I would you, argue, said, you said it, not me. I, know, I would argue that he is a first-liner on teams like a Montreal, a Carolina, like that. But, but he's if, at least a second line center, right? If you put it, if you look at Nazem Kadri on a Pittsburgh or a Toronto, he should be a second liner. But he, but because of the players they have, he's not. Yes, and he doesn't fit the role well. And he doesn't fit the liner. he doesn't fit the role well of a third line center, and that's why I thought he lost a lot of his value this year. Not, and that's aside from the fact that he's been suspended twice in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They got back. Alex Kerfoot, which I think is a third line center. Like I've, I haven't seen him play much. I've seen whatever I've seen on the internet I could find. I have watched and the two a good bit of Carol- and, and the two games they play against the Colorado Colorado Avalanche. I year. have watched a bit of Colorado this yeah. year. You're gonna like him. Oh, I and he's gonna fit right onto our third line. Tyson Berry, I when I first found out, I I was, I was in shock. Uh. I think he's at least I think he's a third he's a three third defenseman. You think? Tyson Berry? Yeah, like a, you know one, No, two. I think he's a top pairing guy. You think he's a top pairing guy? Yes, okay. I I okay. like Tyson Berry. Okay. I'll get I've his seen, numbers I've up seen, for you. I've but... seen mixed I've seen mixed feelings. I've seen him He's the right he's seen... a right-handed Jake Gardner is the problem. His yeah. offensive ability, he had 59 points this year. The guy, right. back-to-back 50-point years. And I think that that's going to work well with Morgan Riley. I don't put them together. 
so who so you put so you put Cody. You're telling me, I so I'm so I make this so I understand. You're you're gonna put Cody Cece with Morgan Riley. <laughs> I forgot about. And you're gonna put wait 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 wait. You're gonna put Tyson Berry with Jake because Muzzin. Because the problem is if you. God, the least defense is fascinating. For me, yes, you put so you put CC with Riley, or you put or or you put Dermot with Riley, and you put CC on the third pairing. You're a fool if you think that my Babcock's oh not gonna oh, <laughs> oh oh I know I'm 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 Cody CC's playing thirty minutes a night for that guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna lose it, but yes, somehow he's gonna play thirty minutes a night. But in in my world, in in the real world, and not in the real world, in to, my world. To go back to Tyson Barry, I think, logically, I would still put him on a separate pair from Riley because okay. those guys, both those guys are pure offense. Right. And I can just picture the amount of both of them going for a pitch and you got a two-on-one yeah. the other way. So you're going to put Jake Muzzin with Tyson Barry. He's their second-best defenseman is Tyson Barry, and he yes. could be the best defense on any other team because he was Colorado's number one okay. guy. For me to give you a little thing of my thoughts on this trade... I love it for both teams because Colorado needs depth. Yes. It's weird. Look at the amount of centermen that team has traded away. Ryan O'Reilly, Matt Duchesne, but now hopefully that they have... Colorado has needed depth. That's their problem. Nathan McKinnon might be the best player in the world right now. Or it's debated. He is in that Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, upper echelon. Is Nathan McKinnon... Rantanen, I don't need to tell you about him or Landis Cog, but after that, it's like Carl Sullivan. So I love the deal for them. And with Toronto, you get Kerfoot, who's a 40 point third line guy, and you get the defenseman. If your top four is some combination of, well, first, Travis Dermott needs to take that step forward. Which I think he will. Yes. When he comes back from but his Babcock, injury. The, the key is if your defense top four looks like a Dermott, Riley, Muzzin Barry, and, and Muzzin, Muzzin. That's, a, that's something. That you yes. have something to work with. Yeah. Of course, Babcock has to use them properly. but Don't even get me started. It makes, this is a trade for me. Is I think you can never gauge this stuff on Twitter because... Nazem Kadri's thing with Leafs fan has just been so distorted. Yeah, this is a team, a trade for me that it's it's perfect for both teams. Yeah. I'm, I feel bad right. for Kadri because he has been through so much with that yeah. team. I think if that if he doesn't get suspended, I think he's still a Leaf. But I don't know about that. I no, s- no I still I think he's not a Leaf. Either way, he's not a Leaf. I'm gonna contradict myself a bit here. I criticize Nashville for taking away a strength from your strength to address a weakness. Because what was special about Toronto was your offense. And you take away from Kadri. But as you were saying earlier, Kadri isn't... He wasn't fitting that role properly. Yes. I've always maintained that a guy like Philip Deneau is a perfect perfect kind of depth centerman for a team. Pittsburgh has looked for that third-line center for years now, and they can never get it. Alex Kerfoot is that exact type of player, and Toronto has him now. I don't think you're contradicting yourself. I think it was just two different scenarios. Because what they did was they took... Who'd they take, right? Think about who they took. They took our second-line center and a D-prospect. And they brought in a defenseman and an actual third-line center. A side thing, getting rid of Callie Rosen shows how good the prospects pull with 
Timothy Lindgren and Rasmus Sandin looks for Toronto. I think I think Rasmus Sandin is a Maple Leaf at the start. Next I season. think he gets the Dermot treatment. He gets there halfway through. Yeah, uh, maybe. I yeah, because it's Babcock. I, even if he was up, I don't think he'd play. So. Oh. Anything else on the least on this yes. trade? Sorry. Anything oh, this, this trade, trade specifically? Yes. No. no oh, great. Nothing. So again on the offer sheet, the rumor is now, mm-hmm. and ladies and gentlemen, please note that rumors are all we have to go on because guys like Bob McKenzie and L.A. Friedman are at the cottage now, so we get the B team rumors and we got to go off of that. Um, the Islanders offer sheening Mitch Marner. Okay, I heard about it. All right, Alex, again, you may have the floor, sir. I heard this yesterday. Joy Vendetta said that an offer sheet was going to be handed out at 12 and a half. And I think he said it was going to be long term. I think probably seven years is my guess. Uh, he's And and I'm, I'm assuming he was offered it. He declined it. Mitch Marner does not want a seven-year deal. He wants five. He wants five. And I'm going to be honest with you. Yes, on this team, maybe, maybe he's an $11.6 million play, player. I don't agree with that. Anywhere else in this league, he is not an $11.6 million player. You know why he's asking for 11.6? Because Austin Matthews is 11.6. If you as a Leafs fan, is what happens in your mind if something happens, like legitimate stuff happens with an offer sheet with the Islanders? Yeah. What goes through your mind First of all, you see he signed an offer sheet, and it happens. Yeah. What happens in your mind? Okay, what's the what's the offer sheet? Let's say it's eleven point five over six years, as an example. See you later, Marner. Yep. You ready? But, You're done with him. Bye bye. So here's, I see so many Leafs fans saying let him go. No, but I, with those four, let's say it's that in the composition is the four first round picks. Let me let me explain myself. Let me explain myself quickly. My opinion is, <clears throat> anything over. If it's ten and a half, I don't. I know it's some weird, weird number, ten point five, whatever. If it's four first round picks, you are getting. You do not match it. You do not match that offer. I'm gonna disagree with you, because here's what I believe in, Salt. What are the guarantees that those first rounders are gonna be as good as Mitch Marner when there's? For example, I can't. when Dougie Hamilton went to Calgary, no, to Carolina, between from Ca- Calgary, yeah, people gave it to Carolina because they got the best player in the trade. Even if you get some great top six forwards, wait, with wait, those wait, picks, wait, wait, wait. When he went from Calgary to Carolina, yes. and Calgary got Noah Hannafin, yes. No one talks about Noah Hannafin. I haven't oh, heard his name. I'm sorry. I think Noah Hannafin's a better player than Dougie Hamilton. Really? That is a debate for another day. Okay. Um, but, sorry, what was I saying? What's the guarantee that of those picks you get as compensation, any of those guys are going to be good as a Mitch Marner? Okay. He, he I'm is gonna, a there's, there's two there's, there's two ways of There's two ways of looking at it, and that's how I've looked at it. The first way is I'm looking at how we've drafted over the last... With, in the Kyle Dubas era. Not in the Kyle Dubas. In the Brendan Shanahan era. Very different than how we were drafting in the in the Dave was, notice. 
Feather Gurdiv. Okay, but that's but that's I'm just what, saying, that's like in the Shanahan yes, I deal. understand. You're not always gonna hit on your first round picks. I understand that. I understand. Right? So there's that. How we've scouted, how we've drafted. My Didn't opinion, know you were part of the staff, Alex. No, that's not this is that's I, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm I'm looking at I've looked at the last couple drafts and I'm looking how we drafted. Obviously, I you can't say I'm looking at the last two or three where we've made the playoffs and we're not picking three, four, five, six. You know what I mean? Because those are obvious. They should be obvious hits. Now, I'm not going to bring up a very specific example where the Edmonton Oilers didn't do their job. No, I'm not going to make a comment about that. Now, there's a second way of looking at this. You have four first-round picks. Are first-round picks valuable? Yes. So what can you do with a first-round pick? Wheel and deal. Exactly. Trade them. I'm not saying go trade four first-round picks and get some average player or good get a good player. I'm saying make some deals. Make, this, make some hockey trades, as they say. Don't make those deadline deals. Some hockey trades. You get what I'm saying? But then you risk overpaying. Because if you go and yes. get a guy at the trade deadline, you're going to overpay. But I'm already... So you'd rather me overpay for Mitch Marner at $12.5 million. See, I think at the end of the day, this Mitch Marner thing gets solved. It's just his agent. He, don't forget. It's his agent and his father. Darren Ferentz is the same guy who threatened... You were right. It was and it was him who represented Andreas Athamasi. He was threatened Andrei- to go to the KHL. And Josh... It was the same thing with Josh Anderson. Yeah. Who was a who Josh Anderson held out. Josh, I'm sorry. Yes, Josh Anderson's a good How player. How many listeners know who Josh Anderson is? Probably not a lot. So, all right. So right now, if we look at Toronto's Cat Friendly page, by the way, all yeah. credit to Cat Friendly. We all love them. Right now, they have $3 million in cap space. Um, for some yeah. reason, Nathan Horton is still there. Yeah, so, so you take out Nathan Horton. That's so it's around $8 million. Yeah. Oh, they haven't re-signed Frederick Gauthier? Oh, what are you doing? No, that's for next year. That's for next year. The next year. Oh, it's updated, hasn't it? Um, all right, so $8 million. First of all, Mitch Marner's not signing for less than 9 Right. I, I put Mitch Marner in between 9 and $10 million. So who's getting traded? Because they don't have the room. This doesn't get done until September at the earliest. He, if he's if it, not at training camp, he's not a Toronto Maple Leaf. So for those of you don't, who don't know, during the summer until the last year of training camp, a team is allowed to be 10% over the salary cap. This is what was annoying about people saying Montreal was handicapped, handicapped until the Hurricanes um, matched the deal because everyone thought Montreal doesn't have the cap space because the $8 million is locked up. No. You're allowed to be 10% over the cap right. until the end of training camp. So if there's going to be an offer sheet, chances are it's not going to happen until after that. So <coughs> are you as a Leafs fan prepared for this to drag on? Because yes. I don't think it gets done. I am I am prepared for this to drag on. Is Mitch Marner a Toronto Maple Leaf next year? Playoff, come trade deadline is Mitch Marner... A leaf. Part of me says yes, and part of me says no. There's there's too much. I don't know. There's too much that that I don't know. Now you asked me before, who's going to be traded? And I personally, I don't want to see him go, but it might be a reality. Zach Hyman. 
Let's just remove all of Babcock's toys and let's see what happens. Because look at who we've gotten rid of. Ron Hainsey. Connor Brown. Down to Connor. I like Connor. I like Connor I like Brown Connor. a lot. I like, and I like Zach. Hyman I love. I love. I'm not saying I don't like these players. I love Zach Hyman and I love Connor Brown. But when it comes to choosing between Zach Hyman and Connor Brown and re-signing Mitch Marner, theoretically, I'm choosing Mitch Marner, and I assume you would do the same. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. So, then. if someone is has to be traded from this team, it's probably going to be Zach Hyman. Or, or, things might get nuts, and Cody Cece might be traded. But I don't think that's going to happen. I know there was a lot of rumors of that happening, but I don't think that's going a possibility. All right, then. Um, did you see what Paul Fetton said about Matt Zuccarello? No. All right, so... No. I want to read you part of this article, right? Uh, this is from Bruce Bennett uh, from The Score. Paul Fenton must have caught an interesting reptile documentary on the Wildlife Channel recently. The Minnesota Wild GM gave an interesting analogy when discussing the club's newest free agent acquisition, Matt Zuccarello. Quote, one of the top playmakers in the league. If you watch the way that he plays and dissects the offensive zone in particular, Fenton said Monday... I told him when I was talking to him that he's like a lizard. The way a lizard takes his tongue and sticks it as far as it does and retrieves what it's trying to do. <laughs> what is this? What oh is with God. Paul Fenton? I don't know. Minnesota are just, just crazy. Just oh, what's going on, man? What's going on? I well, we talked about it earlier. We talked about about what the hell's going on, and I don't have an answer. The Minnesota are in a phase. You know what phase they're in? I'm going to be honest with you. They're Half in... pregnant. No, no, no. I'm going to give you an example. You know that phase where the Leafs kind of made they made the playoffs that one weird year, and, but you they didn't have anyone to build around? The first time you lost in seven yes, to the Yes, 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 yes. The first time. They're in that phase. I just want to point out the last time the Habs and face the Bruins in the playoffs. We beat them in seven, by the way. That's good. That's, that's we great. won that's in great. TD Garden, by the way. That's great. We won twice in TD Garden. We should have won a couple that year. Ah, excuses. All right, Alex, to close out, I want to look at laughably early playoff predictions. Oh, so, okay. I can do this. I have the Eastern Conference standings yeah. from last year up. All right, yeah. first, give me the three teams from the Metro that make the playoffs next year. Washington. New Jersey. Pittsburgh. Not in that order. Or no, Washington, New Jersey, Carolina. But not in that order, any, wait, wait, in any order. Wait, hold on. Washington? Yeah, New Jersey. New Jersey. And you're saying and Carolina? Carolina? But not in any order. Not in any particular order. But those are order. the three divisional spots you're saying? Yeah. All right. Fair enough. And I'm assuming you're saying Tampa, Toronto, Boston. and of course Boston. And no particular. I don't have a particular order yet. All right. Um, who are the wild card teams? Can then? we just pick one from each division? Do I have to uh, like, no. you want me to predict it? Yes. Because I'm going to pick one from each one from each division. Pittsburgh is going to make it out of the Metro. Okay. 
and Montreal is going to make it out of the Atlantic. All right. I think from... Oh, I dropped my phone. Damn it. Um, from the... Maybe you can hear me now. From the Atlantic Division, I'm also going to say Tampa, Boston, Toronto, because there's no way it couldn't be. Um, from the Metro, I'm going to go with the Capitals, the Rangers, and the Devils. Okay. I don't think Hurricanes are going to do anything. I think Peter Morazic falls flat on their face and they get no goaltending. Okay. Um, and, yeah, for the wild cards, I'm going to go Panthers and Montreal. Because oh. Sergei Bobrovsky. Oh, okay. I didn't think about it. Uh, okay. I'm still not changing my answer. No? no. All right. See, I want to talk about one more thing before we go. How about the West? I want to. Oh, God, yeah. Don't forget about the West. Uh, oh, I get it. This Eastern bias is a thing. I but... don't. Who cares about the Western Conference? What do you mean? It's going to be so interesting. Um, okay. I'm saying from the Central... I'm going Chicago, Colorado, what? Nashville. What? Chicago. Oh my god. Nashville, Colorado. Okay. Nashville, St. Louis, Colorado. No order. Okay. The Pacific, I'm going to say San Jose. It's it's the same as last year. Flame Sharks Golden Knights. Not even a question. Yeah, I can't. There's there's no one that's yeah. Uh, same order. Wild cards are going to be uh the Blues. And the Coyotes. Uh, Dallas and Winnipeg. I just want to point out that I said that Winnipeg aren't going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I, I heard you. I just chose to ignore it. All right. Dallas and Winnipeg. Alex, that was the first episode. Yeah, that was... What You said you had one more thing you wanted to talk about. Um, Nah, I was just okay, going to try fine. and shoehorn talking about Montreal for a while. Oh, but, my God. Uh, That's just what this podcast is going to be. I mean, why not? They're a good team. You try to the, talk about Toronto, and you try to The best prospect pool in the league. Probably Montreal. Yeah, exactly. Even though they're signing Nick Cousins. All yeah. right, Alex, I think that's everything, then. That is Do you th- have anything to add before we go? No. Say anything, you want to say anything to the listeners? Please keep listening. Yeah. We're going to get better. First episode yes. could have used some work, but we're going to work <laughs> on it. I just want to point out that, uh, you know, Jesperi Kokinemi is going to oh score God. 30 goals uh, next year. Okay. And, um, well, at least I can hope. And uh, actually, let's just bring up this. And, oh, no, fuck it. You know, just and Mitch Marner is a leaf. And Mitch Marner is going to be a leaf. All right. That's it. Before we don't pause it yet. Don't stop it. We're just going to cut out that last little bit. And we're just going to end it with this. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Um. We hope you enjoyed, and we hope that you come back to keep listening. Um, I don't know if I would, but, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, it's going to be slow. We're going to try and divide this up into two episodes, because oh, yeah. I think we've been going for about an hour and a half. An hour and a half? That's it? Yeah. Oh, it's felt like a lot longer than that. All right, well, see you all soon. Yeah, see you next time. Go Habs, go.